Blog Talk Radio. Bad language, bodily function, dirty talk of any kind might offend you. I'll say what I want to say, say what I mean. Desperate Housewitches is brought to you by the amazing Dorothy Morrison. Uh, please check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com for all of your witching needs. So, we are live. From Mystic South in beautiful Atlanta, Georgia. All right. Mystic South is at Crown Plaza, Atlanta, perimeter at Ravinia. We are at 4355 Ashford, Dunwoody. Come and see us. You're listening to this now and you're not coming till tomorrow. You have missed me. But that's okay. Come say hello. All right. So we are lucky enough to have a bunch of speakers who are coming up to speak with me. And our very first speaker is the wonderful Oprah Luna. Thank you, thank you. Hi, Opal. So Opal is a writer. Tell people what you have written. I wrote the book Fiber Magic, and it is the spiritual path for the crafter and all about the energies that go into making things with your A wonderful thing. Something that is kind of a lost art, is it not? It, it can be. There's, if you look hard enough, there's thousands and thousands of, there's like Facebook crochet sites with uh, pages with, you know, 30,000 members on it. But, you know, so many people just say, I remember my grandmother doing that. That's what I mean. Like yeah. such an old art and a lot of people take it up. I tried knitting. I'm not a crocheter. I'm not yarn savvy in the slightest. But your book is really detailed and kind of makes it easier to if you want to do something magically, which <laughs> and and it's a lot of fun. I mean I made these bells. Show her the bells. You know, very nice. I did some some cord twisting, so mm-hmm. even this idiot can get it done. So I mean, I recommend the book highly, obviously. Thank um, you. So what are you doing here at Mystic South? Well, today I had a workshop called the Elemental Mojo Bag, and it was all about the different elements that I've assigned to the basic crochet stitches. So all your you know, mermaids don't have to be blue and all your dragons don't have to be red to get that elemental focus in Uh there because the difference they are the element. Cool. Wow. I never thought about that. The chain stitch or slip stitch is earth because it's your foundation. The single crochet on top of that is the water. The half double crochet dances like fire. 
and the tallest of the basic stitches, double crochet, is air. So you can add, you can balance all your poppets with all the elements by using the different stitches. That's very, very cool. So when is that class? Or was that oh, class it was today? it was just today. I still no, I don't have another one. Okay. But I have a book signing tomorrow, so I'll be down in uh, Sojourner's uh, shop. What time? At one thirty, so okay. that you can talk to me. And I'm my booth is actually right outside of the shop, so you can come by and um, if you're here, and see the book and see all the stuff I make and talk hookers with me. I always. We're talking about hookers. I filled that conference room with hookers. I had 16 hookers in that room. (laughs) And everybody made a bag. (laughs) Opal, thank you so much for coming up. I appreciate you, and we will. Yay! Thank you. Um, I am really honored to bring up the next guest. I have messaged her. I have wanted to go for Priestess Stephanie. Come up and join me. Come on down. down. It's an honor. to sit right there okay. if you like. Yeah, near the microphone so people can hear you. Yes, indeed. This is Princess Stephanie Rosebud. I am so honored. Yeah. So I am a witch, a pagan, a eclectic pagan, and a hoodoo, as well as being a shaman. I so I said, what does all of that mean? So um, I have recently um, stepped into my title. I feel like it's a rightful title, but apart from that, so the nitty-gritty, I have published eight books, um, seven of which are on hoodoo and um, magic. I also did a anthropology textbook on race, and uh, I do a lot of podcasts, a lot of different um, journals and uh, you know how Llewellyn has Witch's Companion, Llewellyn Herbal, Llewellyn, um, yeah, all of the annuals, I write for those. So if you're interested in anything, any further reading, I would um, check out Llewellyn and Red Wheel Wiser represent my work, as well as some other publishers. And um, I'm just so excited to be here for the first time and to see all of your nice faces. Um, and that's it. Are you enjoying being a headliner? I am. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> so what workshops what, what, what are going on? Okay, so this morning I did a metallurgy, uh, African metallurgy um, paper. I did a paper, a PowerPoint, and a demonstration. That's cool. me always like over. <laughs> um, tomorrow I am speaking on hand. And then... Um, on Sunday, I have an experiential surprise for everyone. Ooh. Full body experience. Mm-hmm. Need a full body sunset. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I would like that very much. Where will that, when and where will that? Okay, so uh, I believe the 
tomorrow in that really large one that's like an auditorium. Yes, downstairs. Yeah, I will be, that's where the hand um, readings will be. And then um, on Sunday, I think I'm back in Oakwood. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited about this experience. Can you give me a little hand of something? Or oh. oh, sure. I'm it's, so pushy. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm really pushy. Okay, so it's all about opening the portal. And um, I am going to encourage all attendees to come with an open mind, open heart, um, lots of energy, and we're going to try to open your personal portal to the other realm. Um, yeah, that's amazing. I, I I just want you to know I, I so appreciate you. I missed you. I think I missed you correctly, like in the wrong place. And but I've been trying to get up. I'll show. You. Oh, okay. I I did. I saw your um, communication, and you know. Who is so, this crazy yeah. person? <laughs> sometimes I get things from people that are real, and yeah. sometimes they are not. And yeah. it's hard. sometimes, you know, I'm just trying to tell what's what. And yeah. I think that's what kind of space I was in. But I was like, that podcast sounds so interesting. I really want to be on it, and here I am. Well, so um, thank you for the invitation. I'm very honored that you Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Sorry. Already a programming issue. Raina made a mistake. What a surprise. That's why you have me. Yeah, that is why I have Of course. All right. Our next guest is the fabulous. Awesome. So happy I got out of my chair, you know, it's like it's a miracle. <laughs> Hi, Miss Martha. How you doing? I'm all right. Well, I'm good to hear that. <laughs> How's your convention going so far? You know, it's been fabulous. I did um, uh, my workshop this morning mm-hmm. um, on Thrifty Witchery. I did yes. a... Uh, uh, Scrabble divination. Oh, I said the S word. I did a letter tile divination. <laughs> you may have to bleep that. You get in trouble apparently if you say certain things. Certain yeah. copyrighted things. Certain, certain co- heavily copyrighted things. things. You get in trouble if you say certain things. You said scramble, like egg. I scramble did, like an egg. That's egg right. Today. Yes, that's good. But it went really, really well. And so I was, I was thrilled about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Um, I've got a book signing uh, for Thrifty Witchery, which is where the letter tile divination uh, uh, came from. from. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then that's tomorrow at 11. And then my co-author is going to be coming, blowing into town uh, just for the day. Literally. That's exactly right. And when you meet Vinny, you will understand exactly what we're doing. Oh, yeah. He's a ball of us. And he'll be doing another uh, workshop on uh, Thrifty Witchery. So he's got like a awesome. PowerPoint and all, all the fancy things. I, had this one. I literally <laughs> saw him five minutes while he was out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's, a, he's a boy on a mission. He really is. <laughs> Martha, thank you so much. 
Sure. Thank you for having me. Bye. I'd also like to bring up my other headliner, the amazing John Hi, my friend. Hello, Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm good. It's so good to see you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, today we had um, my Groove With Me class where we danced the music off of the playlist for Powerful Juju, which is on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So you can go out and get uh, download the Powerful Juju playlist and we had black. We were sweating. <laughs> it was really great. Yeah, it was really it was really good. And so it, that was a lot of fun. And um, then tomorrow... I'm teaching my doll magic class about the spiritual magic of real dolls. I'm very excited about that. And well, you asked. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrified. <of> <laughs> so, telling you the title. I know. Tell you anything else. And then um, Sunday, I'm doing a, a ritual for Tituba, the Black Witch of Salem. Oh, wow! So, very excited. <laughs> yeah, having a great time. Oh my gosh. Everybody is fabulous. Everybody. Wonderful. We're trying to be fabulous. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you again. And we'll talk with you. Okay. Just like we do. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay, what are you? This is Anya Marie the Yoga Witch. <laughs> All right, so aside from taking video of my dumb face, what are you doing here? <laughs> well, I am Katina Books to a publisher for uh-huh. my first time. Um, yeah, I'm. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm really passionate about it. Um, uh, basically, it's called the Grimoire of a Yoga Witch, How to Find Your Flow and Create Magic Along the Way. And it basically represents my healing journey through yoga and witchcraft and everything that came in between that and everything I had to do to begin the process of healing. So, uh, yeah, um, I am here right now and and uh and um trying to merge thank you thank you i'm still learning still learning still learning my first time going to a witchy conference as well um yeah so yeah literally on the camera i suppose i should talk about that (laughs) uh so alongside my project i am uh trying to fulfill my i am fulfilling my passion of blogging so i am getting comfortable putting myself out there, making connections. And so right now we are doing a stream for my YouTube channel that's growing, the season of Anya. Um, and, yeah. So. Is this season one of season five? <laughs> <laughs> it's an ever, everlasting season, the one that never ends. <laughs> that's what we should call it, the everlasting season of Anya. <laughs> because people are always looking for part two. <laughs> it's all the same part. One big part. It's one big part. So... Anya, I'm sure, will be videotaping throughout. Yep. And um, 
Yeah, if anybody wants to connect, connect I yeah. love that. That and thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure yeah. meeting yeah. you. And thank you. Yeah. All right, get off my stage. There we go. Okay. Um, Sarah Amos. Amos, I. Threw it up every time. Why she doesn't hit my head, I don't know. Yet. She will eventually. <laughs> Hi. I'm blogging for my channel. Oh. I need to do the same thing. <laughs> I am a victim of, of blog and blog. Okay. <laughs> I've been blogified. Hi, Sarah. What's hey. going on? What you doing here? Well, tomorrow at 4.30, I am going to be giving a presentation on pagans in politics. That's an interesting topic. Yeah. Tell me more, please. Tell me so more, this please. is, there's a different panel that's about activism, magical activism. Mm -hmm. This is like electoral politics. Because Ooh, I think okay. that pagans tend to think that mainstream politics for us, mm -hmm. and that is both correct and um, counterproductive. Like we shouldn't cede that territory. And one of the things I'm going to focus on is that, first of all, all politics is local. And as a pagan, the things that you tend to run into trouble with, where if you're being harassed or you're being denied a permit or your kid's being harassed at school, mm -hmm. all of that is local politics. That's city, city, county, sometimes state-level government. So exert your right reason as they and um, the person who is presenting with me is the state senator for Dunwoody. Right? Wow. She's a member of the Georgia State Legislature. And she's, she's not a pagan, but she was willing to come and do this because she knows me. Right? Okay. And that is the, that's the demonstration of what I'm talking about. Like, if you become a known person, and, you know, if they hear, like, witches or whatever, they're like, like they think Hollywood or television or something. Sure. But if you're an actual person, shows up to meetings, volunteers, um, and they know you and they know who you are, you become a real person. Um, then you become, and especially if you are their constituent, they care what you think. That's amazing. I let's see if I can take that home with it. Well, I can try. See, my fear with stuff like that is we live in a culture now that says pretty much burn a witch and burn anybody who isn't like a certain type of person. <coughs> so I, I, it, gives, it gives me pause every time we're... I feel very safe, and I hope... Um, but it doesn't that thought. I mean, that's pretty amazing that you feel like you that. Everybody has to evaluate their own. Yeah. But for every person, it's like being out in all spaces. For every person who's visible, so risk. And I'm a voting member of DeKalb County. So, and that's that, the posts, I don't know if you know, post seats are elected. Technically, I'm an elected. Cool. 
although, you know, like that and five dollars to get coffee, but if people want to reach you to discuss this or maybe um, get your ideas and um, my email is is my right. So Sarah at SarahAmis dot com and it's S A R A A M I S. Yeah, we're looking forward to tomorrow. is also one of our friends. Yes, I'm calling you up. I'm sorry. She's trying to get herself organized. <laughs> oh. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Hi, dear. How are you? I'm doing really great. How's your conference going? It's been wonderful, actually. So What's I, well, let's see. Um, I gave this afternoon a presentation on numerology, which is terrific. So was anyone here? Not in, it was wonderful. I love it. And um, that was great. And uh, tomorrow I'm doing the Baltic opening ritual. So I'm also removing so I'm going to get removed. And we have that. I'm working with um, with my priestess, with my priest, um, Reverend Father D and Ash. And so together we are presenting um, different aspects. There's not been a removing ritual here, but there's a nice sizable healing to me. And so please, I know 8 o'clock sounds really early, but it's an energizing ritual, people. Yes. Energy. Lots and lots of energy. So come celebrate with us. It's only an hour. And then on Sunday, we are doing the uh, Cronehood and Sagehood in the afternoon at 1.30. I know it sounds like a really heavy topic, but we all are aging, and we all go through those areas. And I love the fact that finally it's become popular again. And as usual, I will probably be pitching something um, for Lauren on that. I am, and this is probably not going to come up for another year, um, I'm working with the anthology on theurgy. And, yeah. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes, that's why it's going to be fun to say that I can read it. Because <laughs> I need to be able to read this. So, I have my, they can reach me at Cleo, at CleoJana.com. Um, they can go to my WordPress site, which I still am updating. So, kudos for you for, I believe you said you're, was it the year of, Season of Anya. I like that. Um, and you can also go to www.cleojana.com. I am on Facebook under Cleojana. And, of course, you can uh, read the monthly uh, relatives speaking on the wild crunch from the column is there. And pretty much it's whatever comes out. So I was in Denver at a Sasset conference when um, the decision came out regarding, so you've heard of it, the... Um, the woman who hasn't actually started her website but wanted the right to not do sites for gay couples. Mm-hmm. And um, so being in Colorado when that happened, and it was a Colorado decision focusing on that, was very interesting. So those sorts of things and, and, and whatever comes up, I write about. That was very, that was a hard one. 
Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that was one of the best speeches I've heard about that was our with our keynote speaker for um, during the day, the next day, and speaking about the history and for people who forget that for every step you take forward, every two steps you end up going backwards. At some point, there's always a backlash. And my my personal opinion is that a lot of people may be surprised, but this is a backlash that's been a very long time coming. And it's a strategy game. So anyone here play chess? It's a chess game. And you think a good chess player thinks 10, 15, 25 moves ahead. If that's what your competition is doing, it's always going to come as a shock. So the affirmative action case, yeah, backlash be a generation. The other case, yes, there's a question of what's more important of our liberties. Freedom of speech, is it more than freedom of religion? Is it, you know, well, freedom of religion, freedom of speech, which one is more important? And it looks like one is coming over the other and how that's going to ram through. Not to mention the whole dominionism thing that, that's, that's happening that's going to directly affect. So um, that, I do believe, is going to get worse. And I also think that it's a question of this probably the next four or five years, not the next year. The next year, yes, is really important. But the after effects of the next, the after effects of the election, that's going to be another, you know, people are debating actually 2020 at this point, which they rightfully should. Because whether it's a rematch or something other else, a lot of things that have been implemented recently are going to affect through the end of the decade, if not so. I was trying to have a happy show. <laughs> oh, I can give you something really happy then. Okay, yeah. Happy. I want something just, just to wrap up, I, if I, we could, with something yeah. happy on a happy note. I, I think the happy note is that more people are aware, and generationally, the generation that is really going to do something, whether they like it or not, is probably either between Generation G and Generation A. And the alphas, for, for those who don't know, if you've got a kid or grandkid, 20, 2010, 2012, Onward, that's that's Gen A. Gen Z people are like, oh, they'll lay in bed, whatever. Who cares? They're the ones who care about things that will have an influence. Um, it skips every couple of years. And and if you're Gen Z, I'm Gen Z. I mean, sorry, Gen X. We're forgotten. We don't get mentioned, which actually is a blessing because the radar. Well, yes. Yeah. If people don't think you exist, they won't notice you come out of nowhere. Absolutely. This is <laughs> true. As a boomer, yeah. I have to say. Boomer in the house. Boomer in the house. Thank you. Okay. We're, we're, you know, we, we, we take a lot of heat as baby boomers. And but we a lot of shit. We dish out a lot, too. That's just it. But... I definitely. Mhm. So that again, we always drum this drum that voting every election is so important because they play a long game. They get in on the ground level on mm-hmm. school boards and how they get name recognition and they go up and up if it takes. 30 years for that to happen. This is how we wind up with Absolutely. people like that. When you mention that, the one thing I'd love to add is it's not just the voting part, it's also 
the education. Mm-hmm. If you look at what happened to the sales of the Supreme Court, no, I take a really hard look, not at the Supreme Court, at the federal courts, at the other courts. Because if you can have something where you can put in people, yeah. I mean, how many of you honestly are looking at the actual approvals? Do they have to go through the House and the Senate? Very few people keep those. But if you put in enough people and you've got people on your side mm-hmm. who think your way because they're trained at the educational level. I'm an educator, by the way, but in yeah. my regular J job. So if you've got things that are all going to the same colleges and you all have the same things together, you know, oh, yeah, this is my buddy, so-and-so. Everyone does that. If you end up getting a pass where you're going to be in the appeals court or the regular court, then you have a way to actually make it, and then no one notices until it's too late. However, the upbeat part, and maybe the upbeat. Okay. The upbeat. The upbeat part is those same justices who get on the appeals court, even though they were appointed by conservative presidents, and if you're on the other side, liberal presidents, whatever, they actually follow standard. The Supreme Court doesn't have them, but they do. And they are following them. So every now and then you say, oh, so-and-so is bad. And then you say, oh, you're not so bad. He's right down the middle, which is what you're supposed to be. So that to me is... So you're welcome. <laughs> All right, so I feel we're sound better at the same time. It happens that way. Um, oh, by the way, if you don't like politics, I'm so sorry. This is not the show for this you. This is not the show for you, uh, for sure. All right, Ember Tyler and Kathy. Oh, I'm joined. You guys want to sit here and here? I'll move. There's a speaker. Greetings, everyone. Thank you for for having me. Hi. So Hi. tell us who are and what you're doing. Sure. Okay. I am Ember. This is my lovely best friend, Kathy. And we are co-founders of a company called Luna's Vault, a metaphysical energy company. Um, we focus on nature and energy as helping people through difficult times. I'm always in a difficult time in transition, so that is a constant thing in my world. <laughs> no, I'm 62 years old. It's been happening since I was 30. Go ahead. <laughs> Talk to me about the transition. <laughs> the transition. I'm well, we're, we're excited to be being here. This is the first year presenting here. I've been here. Yeah. I'm from Atlanta. I've been here and love this this but we are presenting tomorrow at yeah. 11, mm-hmm. doing the Manifest with the Moon workshop. What's, in, what's involved? Using the cycle of the moon. Oh, cool. And more than just a full moon spell. So much more than that. It's utilizing all the cycles, being connected to every one of the cycles and connecting it to our intentions, how we want to Being aware yeah. on a weekly basis on a weekly basis. So you're following like a daily moon salt or a weekly salt? Right. This is getting intense now. Right. Yeah, yeah. This, this, uh, there's an astrophysicist near and dear to my heart, Dr. Amit Goswami, who has this concept of doobie doobie doo. Happens in nature. Frank Sinatra, Action, meditation, relaxation. We move, we stop. Flex. Round. Happens in everything. So, 
we need to do that too. That's how the good energy. Yeah. So, are you presenting that? Our only thing. Well, otherwise, we're having fun and every single workshop comes. Cool. Do you have a website? Luna's Vault. Cool. Cool. So people can reach out to you there. Where else can they? Luna's Vault Academy. And our groups that we have. So we actually, um, the workshop is going to be a little interactive. Oh, cool. We'll have, um, yeah. So we have some examples of what we do. We actually, every new moon, create a vision to bring so that people, that keeps, I'm a very visual person. So yeah, it keeps me focused. Yeah. I have it on my altar and just helps us with that. Together, um, each week, like she said, on the, the major phases. Check in, play to there. We say to there, first quarter moon. We uh -oh. take an action. It is fun. It's oh, no. Intimidated no, by no. this idea. <laughs> we um, make it fun. Really. I'll bet you do. <laughs> Those look like you know how to have a good time. I could get way in trouble. Um, I get we'll trouble take that as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and listen to an old episode, <laughs> and you'll be like, oh, that's just, yeah. <laughs> I'm trouble on my own. I don't need help. But I like <laughs> the kind of help you could give me. So that's fantastic, ladies. Thank you so much for coming on and Thank talking you. about Thank it. You. Thank you. All right. I'm thinking something sexy about that. I don't know. I got turned on for a minute. What can I say? Come <laughs> on. Stephanie Brown, please come down. Yay! <laughs> oh, you're fine. I don't think you need a mint. I need a mint. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is Hi, Stephanie, Stephanie Brown. Brown. Hi. Stephanie Brown is an artist and is going to speak about some writing and other things. Hi, Stephanie. Hello. How are Tell you? everybody who you are. Okay, well, I'm... Stephanie Brown. I'm a witch and shaman, and I am a practitioner of and co-creator of the tradition of modern totemism, which is a system that my husband Scott and I have created over the last couple of decades for working with personal animal totems. Um, it is a unique system that we have created. It's not a reimagining of other cultures, so it is like hence the modern in modern totemism. And it is a way to we say to know thyself, which is key to so many of life's problems <laughs> if you could know yourself. Um, but we it's a system where you work with nine animal totems. You have a center, you have a word and lady or masculine or feminine, you have an earth, an air, a fire or water. And then a night and a day, or light and dark. So that's, that's the basics of it. She makes beautiful art. I also, the art. I also make art, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I have a lot. Yes. I, ma I make a lot of all-natural metaphysical things, like wands, and natural material, wood, bones, that sort of thing. Yes, I am. In, I am in the vendor room. Yes, yeah. both both my wares and my book are available at my booth. Yay! And how do people yeah. find you if they don't? If they're not here, they're not here. Um, they can 
my website is paintedwithcavestudio.com, and I'm also Painted with Caves Studio on all the social media. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is my new friend, Deborah. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, Deborah. Tell everybody about you. Um, medium, psychic, crazy person. Explain why we're friends. Yes. I well, like this, just we gel. It's just a thing. Um, first time here. Very excited. I was lucky enough to be able to host a lecture this morning on mediumship. Is anybody here for the end of the class? I don't have my glasses on. Um, great feedback. A lot of, most of everybody was a little bit, which really, as horrible as that sounds, made me happy because it shows that I'm yep. doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm healing. Yep. And that is my payment. That is my, my cup being full. I've been very busy. Uh, oh. Got a lot of pictures. Yep. Lots of pitching in the house. A lot of pitching. Hey. Mm -hmm. Give me a hint. It is about grief, stages of grief, processing them, and learning that you can also still communicate with the people that you love by medium. I shared my personal journey and validators of people that there are things that you wouldn't expect to be about. And just kind of melds the two together. If it helps one person. That's pretty awesome. Black mirrors. Prime mirrors. Yeah. I've been starting those as well as tension candles that are already put together with the herbs. Those cards. Cool. And I am just Enjoy having a blast being You're having a good conference? I am. Okay. I how am. do people find you? They can go to my website, which is com. You can find me on Facebook under Psychic Deborah Laurie. TikTok and Instagram are both Salem Witch Deborah Laurie. My Etsy shop, if you can check it out, is Maxwell and Fantastic. Thank Thank you. Yeah, it was a bummer, but makeup sesh this year. Yeah. yeah. So what's going on? What are you doing here? I feel like I'm doing so much. Um, tonight at 8, 
Leon Raven and I are doing a Dionysian Revel, which is going to be so fun. And then tomorrow night at 8. I don't know what room, though. I still don't know what room. You asked me earlier what room I was in. I was like, a flower room. If you're presenting, (laughs) may help if you know. Yeah, sorry. Where are they? But tomorrow night I'm doing um, Becoming a Spiritual Rebel or Being a Spiritual Rebel, which is sort of my whole outlook on being a witch. How do we become more heretical? Uh, So that's tomorrow night. It's listed as a ritual. So... We'll make it more of a ritual. It was originally going to be more of a workshop, but I can move with it. I'm flexible. And then on Sunday in the morning, thankfully not too early, 9.30, I am doing a workshop on creating dynamic rituals, which is based off my most recent book. And then at noon, I think, on Sunday, I'm part of a panel discussion, and this came up with Sarah just a minute ago, um, activism and witchcraft. So kind of a lot, it feels like. Yeah, I got lots of books. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of a glutton for punishment. I keep writing books. Um, they're all at the Sojourners booth. So, yeah, so check them out. What's the latest book? The latest book, oh, Christ. It's such a long title uh, because I didn't win the battle with my publisher, Llewellyn, on what to call the book. It is called A Witch's Guide to Creating no, Magical Spells that... Rituals that Rituals actually work. Actually work. Yeah. yeah. I wanted. I it. wanted it to be called a witch's guide to creating rituals that don't suck. That's what I wanted it to be called. <laughs> you didn't win that. Or I didn't, didn't win, and I tried. They don't like suck. It's part of their title. <laughs> I don't know. Most of the people I don't like suck. Hello. <laughs> voting for the suck? Are we voting for the suck? No. So yeah, it okay, didn't okay, work. Fine. So now it's very long, and I can't remember it, and I feel guilty. But are you having a good time? Oh, totally. It's so yeah, it's great to meet you. I'm so glad you're here. How do people tell people about the shop? I have a little witchy shop in Northern California. We're about an hour north of San Francisco. We are in the wine country, so if you come out, send me an email. Let me know you're coming so I can make sure I'm there. Hello. So we do workshops and classes. We host public ritual. We sell all the esoteric goodies that you could ever imagine, candles and books. And a lot of the people who were just talking, their books are up. It's so cool to see faces that I've never seen. Yeah. That's exciting. So, it's yeah. not just a picture on Facebook. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Like, I know that name. I have their book in my shop. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank Appreciate you so having much. me. Stop yeah. Bye. And Phoenix will be on the show again soon. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> Phoenix, thank you so much. Thank you. Love. Thank you. All right. Tell me. Patty Benjamin, come on down. This is my oldest friend in the world. I have known this woman for 51 or two, 50, something like that. Almost 52. We Hi. still talk to each other. And we still, she hasn't killed me yet. But there's time, believe me. Hi there. Hey, girl. Welcome. Thank you. Her first mystics out. It is. Yay. It is. Yes. Honored to be here. She's been trying to get me to come for a very long time. For and her. Buzzing around my face. I am so sweet. Don't tell her. Anyway, so tell folks what you're doing here tomorrow. I am going to do a sound healing and yoga nidra workshop. And everyone who I've mentioned says, Nidra yoga? Really? And they're very excited. So tell folks what Nidra 
it's um, a heavily guided meditation. Um, usually do it in the corpse. Um, oh, I'm, I'm good at that's my favorite position. <laughs> yeah. If, if I'm prone, if I'm prone <laughs> and I don't have to move, I'm very happy. Yeah, it sounds morbid, but um, I am an RN who just retired in October. Yay! Yay! So now I am pursuing my love of alternative healing modality. Um, and um, my last um, stint in nursing was at a psych hospital. And I did the sound healing and yoga nidra in a lot of groups, and it was so successful. And even the staff, who was, like, really resistant to my voodoo BS, as they call it, actually came over and sat down and participated in the sound act. So I'm that was exciting to me. Yeah, I'm really excited because I know she has the bowls and I know she does the yoga, and I'm actually attending your class tomorrow, so I'm very excited about that. And how do people reach you? Because you also do oils and you do other things as well. Um, yes. Well, I'm a new business person, so I'm a work in progress. But right now, <laughs> are we all, baby? Are we <laughs> right now, I have a Facebook page, Patty's Potions. Um, and you have to look me up and add at noncomrn because apparently there are a million Patty's Potions all over the world on Facebook. Really? Yes. Oh my. <laughs> okay. That's fantastic, Patty. I'm so glad you finally came to do this. Thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to having me. Thank you. Well done. Well done. Nicholas, Nicholas Pearson, the crystal guru of all crystal gurus, is here. Yes. Hi, my friend. What's going on? How's your conference? So far, it's been great. All right. So have you done any classes yet? What have you done so far, and what are you doing tomorrow? And tell me everything. All right. Well, everything is a lot, but let's start. Yeah, let's start with uh, the class that I'm teaching on Sunday. Great. So that's my contribution. To the and it's about region in our spiritual practice, getting to know what's actually on given moment. We're going to talk a little bit about earth science, a little geo mythology, and how landscaper inter appreciates the humble rocks that are in our backyards as potent tools for spellcraft and healing. Wow. We talked about this this morning in, in Deborah Burris' class. Right. Yeah. Right. I love it. Knowing where things come from is really super important as we were learning. Um, so it's great that you also are teaching on this theme. You're also a very accomplished author. Please tell folks about your So um, this year we're celebrating my eighth book coming out. called... Thank you. Um, it's, it's called uh, Crystal Basics Pocket Encyclopedia. It is a handbook with 400 and in it, uh, somehow. Uh, but uh, I've got a handful of others that you might love, and you can find them downstairs at the Sojourners booth. Um, got a few basics. Art is in stock, so it's Power Essence. Art yeah. Great book. So, yeah. Several great <laughs> But... Yeah, so I'm so super excited that you're here. I did not know. I, I, did I know you were coming? Did I email you? Did no, this was a yourself? surprise, I think. This was a surprise. Okay, yeah. I was like, <laughs> he's such a sweet person that, you know, you can't say that to his face because he'll be like, 
<laughs> no, I really appreciate that you're on, and I just love your books. It's so accomplished. Oh, I am. So let's let's drop a little morsel. There are a couple things I can't really talk much about. Okay. Um, but I will say that my portfolio is diversifying a little. Okay. Um, some people in the room. But uh, my next project is about crystal protection magic, but it's not fluffy. It's um, definitely more than just, here's a shield of light. I'm going to learn how to deal with them. I've got a couple witchier projects after that. Neat. But I can't say more. Okay, okay. I can drag it out. <laughs> Please tell people. Yeah, so it's going to find me here at the conference. I'll be around. Come online, and you want to follow. I'm at Pearl, and the website is theluminouspearl.com. Yeah. So uh, I try to be consistent. Good point. Well, thank you for hanging. I'll, I'll find you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Nicholas Pearl. Lena, come on down, baby. <laughs> Hi. Hi. We're finally seeing each other's faces. I know. It's an amazing place. Hi. How are you? What you doing here? Oh, just working. You know what you doing? Also yeah. working. I've got a workshop on Sunday. Okay. What is it? It's called Embodying the Cauldron of Inspiration, and it's all about learning how to open yourself to be a conduit for inspiration to flow and supercharge your creative practice and yeah it's going to be good Sunday morning 8 o'clock you've got to wake up so I woke up this morning come in whatever you wore to the Phoenix Ball and just show up we <laughs> fine are no we judging on the floor is this what we're doing we could it could be pajamas why not I like pajamas I do too there's a whole pajama party I think tonight I don't know who's hosting it but I'm going to be are you really I might what are you going to wear <laughs> cat pajamas what are you going to wear no. Ooh, hey <laughs> I'm definitely going to be there then. <laughs> We're going to have a private meeting later. Yeah, you just call me. I will. I won't announce my room number. but So this whole thing about opening up, why are people? I think a lot of it is imposter syndrome. I think a lot of people don't necessarily recognize their gifts and talents, appreciate where they're at. And yeah. I think a lot of people um, overlook the importance of practice, like anything else. And, and this, sure. I include magical practices, too, because I, I consider that a form of art, you know. And if you sort of approach it with a shift in perspective, I think you can really empower your artwork, empower your magical practice. Yeah. It's the same function, you know, I think. How do people reach you if they're not able to? If they're not able to get to my workshop after I'm done crying, um, you can Aww. find me. You can uh, you can find me on Instagram, Selena of the Crossroads. Uh, you can follow my podcast, Crossroads and Cauldrons Podcast. Right on. Um, follow. We need to this. talk. Let's talk. We need to. We're talking right now, aren't we? Yeah, You're going to call me later already. It's <laughs> true. Uh, or you no, can you can email me, uh, Selena at templeofwitchcraft.org, cool. and we'll talk. 
podcast related to. Yes, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Show. Okay. I'm come on your podcast. Come on my show. I want to be on your let's show. Let's do it. Just invite me, goddamn. Did you run up a room? I I would love to have you on the show. Please come on the show. I would. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It is written. So it shall be. And so it Thank you. Thank you, Elena. Very much appreciated. All right. Sabu Samante. You're the only Sabu Samante I have. My friend is a multi-talented, multi-running-of-things person. Hi there. Hi. Hi. Talk about this itself. Well, it's happening. It is happening. <laughs> no one's died. Yes. Yes. I'm kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. Um, but I'm so happy to see you. It is a wonderful event. Right, folks? We'll be having a great time. <laughs> wow. But I do want to talk about the project. We talk about that. We can talk about that. Please talk about that. Where is it? What is it? Tell people about it. So House of Black Cat Magic is um, part metaphysical shop and part black cat rescue. Um, we have a black cat lounge, which is home to 12 resident cats that are all adoptable. And we also sell um, metaphys- metaphysical supplies, candles, incense, um, we try to make everything as cat safe as possible. So, had a bunch of adoptions. Thirty six so far. We opened on. We, we opened on. We opened on June fourth, and we opened five days a week, and we have thirty six adoptions. That's Yay. so cool. Yay. That's so cool. It's, it's really good. And I should I should qualify that by saying that it, like if you're not aware, um, black. Cats are a dominant gene, so there are more black cats than there are any other color of cat. Um, and also, um, because of that, they're at greater risk of being euthanized anytime they're in a shelter. And they also, um, you know, um, bad things happen to black cats still because yeah. there's a lot of stigma attached to the black cat. So um, we are partnered with Binks' Home for Black Cats. And they provide all of our cats. And anybody that wants to adopt, they do extra vetting. They make sure that the homes, that uh, the prospective homes and adopters are good people and are going to take care of the cats properly. Um, yes, uh, Kate Benjamin, who was on uh, Jackson Galaxy show and authored two books with him, um, she, um, we are the exclusive brick and mortar for her dark house panther, which is like we have like her catnip toys and some other claws. Both um, the catification book that she did with him and uh, Catify to Satisfy. So we carry both of those. Well, we're House of Black Cat, House of Black Cat um, and, and we're on Facebook and we're on Instagram and um, TikTok. We do some, Hannah, my business partner, does some pretty hilarious TikTok videos. 
awesome. And and if you read a profile on Facebook of a cat that is hilarious, then I probably am the one to credit. <laughs> <laughs> what Star forgets also to mention is that we also have a separate team. There's our monthly politics show. That if you care to. It's the first Thursday of every month. And we use a lot of very bad, sweary language. I'm very sweary, as you all fucking know. And <laughs> next year we will be doing... Okay. She's nodding at me like, I'll kill you later. <laughs> there we are. Oh, all sure. right. Now you have me recorded. I have you videoed. I have you on audio. You will kill me later, but I'll... I'll take the first. <laughs> Fine. And the wild hunt. Well, I will give you a perfect intro for your next guest. Um, the wild. <laughs> <laughs> You're all in trouble. Just let me know. So, the wild hunt. Wildhunt.org is a pagan news source. I am the news editor. I have been on hiatus for about the last um, two months because I've been getting House of Black Cat Magic up and running. And uh, Manny Tejeda uh, is the uh, editor-in-chief, and he has been running the news desk for the last the last two months. And he is long-suffering, obviously, because he has put up with my sorry ass. Um, we love you, and we all do. So. <laughs> uh, Star, thank you so much for putting up with me and coming on. I, I, I love you. I love you too. And, and your, your, your co-host, co-host. My co-host. Yeah. Charming co-host. Danny? Yay. Danny Sajeda? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am now. You are now. I know. I'm Now I'm excited. How are you? Good. So for folks who are not familiar with mm-hmm. the wild hunt and what rock have you been living under, mm-hmm. Well, we are uh, Pagan News and Commentary, and we have an article a day. We've been around for almost 20 years now, so, and I am the third managing editor of The Wild Hunt. Uh, Jason Pistol was one of them, Pistol Waters was the founder, and then Heather Green, who everybody knows, second managing editor, and I'm the third managing editor. I see lots of readers. In here already. There's one. There's one. <laughs> and I'm and supporters of the Wild Hunt. So we have, we appreciate any donation that you can offer the Wild Hunt. Um, we are about to go through one of one of another, another one of our cycles to um, to raise some funds. We've been trying to not do that during really since the pandemic because everybody's kind of strapped for cash. So we as much as we can. But we would appreciate a small kind of monthly donation if anybody can at wildhunt.org. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's so important to support pagan mm-hmm. journalism. Support grassroots. Yeah. 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 So it's real journalism. Yeah. And we appreciate you. And we Thank you so, so much. for letting mm-hmm. me rope you in. Thank you. <laughs> And, and and next time there will be Bobka. Okay. All right. You so. know, every year we discuss Bobka, and if you don't know what Bobka is, it is it's delicious. 
um, able to do something they didn't think they would be able to do because of And that's like, that right there is it's the best. I love it. How do people reach you? Um, you can find me on Facebook, Gwena Obscura, um, or my real name, Wendy Konzelman. There's two of us, one's my cousin, and you'll know the difference. Her. <laughs> <laughs> or you can email me at GwennaObscura at gmail.com. That's awesome. Gwenna, thank you so yeah. much for coming. Thank you so much, Nathan Hall, bring it to me. Nathan Hall. He has a radio. Yes, he's right there. And he's, and he's very important. He's he has a radio. Staff, he has a radio. In addition to everything else. Hi, Nathan. Hi. How's your, how's your conference going? Uh, busy. Yeah. <laughs> we had you. We lost you. We yeah. have you. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad. <laughs> I was like, where did they go? Nathan has written a book. Yep. Path of the Moonlit Hedge. Uh, exploring the uh, animist uh, leanings in my witchcraft practice. Oh, you know, I love animism, and I think more people are actually animists than they realize. Yeah, totally. Um, and would you put that to me? Yeah, so for me, animism is sort of how I've described it and how I describe it in my testimony is as, the, uh, as somebody who comes from a bit of a coding background, um, sort of the source code of the universe, um, I think that everything in the universe is inspirited, and that, yeah. that means everything, <laughs> everything, um, from the you know quarks to you know the the entire universe itself, We're all part of sort of the universal goddess uh, energy that I as the yeah you know when I was in when I was a kid taught that everything motion table is just a question of far yeah. So if everything is actually alive, even the table is yeah. alive. So that's the basis of yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I if you look at it that way we all are animals. I think that we're all born animals and we are culturally uh, shifted out of that. Our culture changes our innate born uh, perspective on, on, you know, connect with. So again, your class, you have class tomorrow. I do. Uh, <laughs> At a time. <laughs> 9.30, I think. 9.30 to 11. Oh, 9.30 to 10. 9.30 to 10. I think it's an hour? Yeah, it's an hour. I think it's an hour. It's not an hour and a half. Not an hour and a half. I'd be more stressed out of it. Nathan is really busy because he's also part of the the group that organized. Yeah, and um, so he's hassled and carried. <laughs> he slowed down just enough. Nathan, I really appreciate it. Tell Thank you. Tell how they can find. You. Um, you can find me on my website uh, moonlithedge.com, and I'm on Instagram at moonlithedge, uh, and I'm on Threads, which I have gotten. Has like so um, at at Moonlit Hedge. Fantastic. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for coming on. I know you're busy. (laughs) Thank you. Oh my God, threads! I you know everybody's like threads, threads. I'm like no, no.
Um, I don't need more. Yay! I got a seat for you right here, baby. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. Oh no, I'm I'm honored that you came. So for folks, please tell them. Absolutely. Um, my name is Wendy Mata. I'm a fifth generation Bruja Cuyandera from Mexico. And I'm here to teach about psychic self-defense tomorrow, which is going to be how to be creating uh, fields of protection with magic and shamanism, shamanism-based. Uh, but we're also going to be doing some uh, time healing work. We're going to go back in time to find the places where our code got switched so that we can repair the places where we are looking for Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> <The wheel. laughs> I think the beauty of the practices that I share, which are the core of brujería and shamanism in Mexico, is that everything can be upgraded. I love what, um, what was his name, Thomas? Oh, Nathan Hall. Nathan. I love what he was saying about the source code. I come from a background in cybersecurity. I worked in technology for yeah. 20 years before I retired to be a full-time bruja. And it's all about the code. It's all about the, the lines of energy, the code that we carry, uh, and we can all upgrade. And the beauty of it is that you don't even need to know a lot about what you're doing to connect into the source to upgrade. Um, so I'm going to be teaching something next tomorrow about how do we actually find the code that we need to go into the next step into our reality, but also to use that from protection. But the type of protection that I teach, we're going to talk about and vampires and things like that, but the, the most important part of it is protecting ourselves from ourselves and protecting ourselves from our mental patterns and trauma and ideas. So some of the techniques are, okay, I can recognize that I have this part of me that needs to be better. How am I going to do it? And they're very on point and effective and practical. Um, I have a background in... Um, engineering, industrial mechanical engineering. So I'm all about processes, systems, and practicality because I feel like life is going to go by really fast, so we may as well have fun and do the best that we can at that time. So we're going to have a lot of fun. So what's, when is that class? Tomorrow at 11 a.m. Uh, Maplewood. It's an hour and a half. It's one of, the, one of the longest. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, I think it's really funny that I'm teaching that class without a projector uh, because her knowledge was passed. Uh, it was a vocal trans, um, transaction. I don't know how to explain that in English, but we used to teach, uh, or elders would pass us the information by sitting down with us and sharing stories yeah. and sharing possibilities, all the possibilities. So I think it's very beautiful that it's really going back into the core of how this knowledge was passed. Uh, and we're going to have discussions, so I'm really looking forward to I'm pr We're probably going to create an imaginary energetic fire just to kind of be there on the fire and have a conversation. I am integrating some technology on it because I'm also very techie, so I have a QR code that is going to download a manual. If anybody wants to go deeper, they can download a meditation and some charts and things that come with it. Well, can you talk a little bit about what we Yes. Okay. What part? Oh my God! About ancestral um, generations that you are not necessarily related to. Because when I hear ancestral veneration, I often think it has to be in your family line. 
but apparently it doesn't have to be, does it? Talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. So uh, we were discussing how we do have the DNA family, right? Like we know the lineage from blood. But a lot of us, first of all, don't even know who are our ancestors by blood. Uh, many of my friends, customers are adopted. Yeah. Um, and they have this connection to the lineage of their adopted parents, or they have the connection to the lineage, the light, the darkness, all of it, to their step-parents, I'm a step-mom. Um, so there's that connection. But there's also the love ancestors. There's the ones that were or teachers or mentors when they were alive, and they pass and they continue that journey, and they create this relationship with us that becomes, I feel, even deeper when they pass. Mm-hmm. We were also talking yesterday about what do you do when you have a complicated relationship with a, with a blood ancestor and they pass? Do you continue to talk to them or do you try not to ever talk to them again? Right. And we were talking about how many of those souls go through the process of, I call it recapitulación, like they are like basically connecting back the dots of what they did in this lifetime and all the last times. And then they go into the collective consciousness, which soul heals the humanity, right, the process of humanity. And then it connects into the universal law. But that process may take a minute for some souls because, you know, time is relative, but some other souls, it may take a really long time. So we may not want to necessarily be establishing relationships with the ancestors that are not ready or the ancestors that hurt us. Why do we want to have conversations with the ones that we know that hurt us? Um, I was sharing yesterday how my relationship with my father became 15 times better since he died, which Mm -hmm. is... An interesting thing to say, but the way that he used to love was not what I needed. I am aware that he loved me, but the way that he loved me was not what I needed. Um, and even that I established that this is not the way that I need to receive love, this is the way that it would make me feel love, that didn't happen. But now that he's on the other side, he's very vocal. He likes to tell me how to cook, what spices to use. This approves all my dishes until I follow the specific instructions, but the food ends being really delicious. Um, and then lastly, we also talk about uh, what I call the spiritual board of directors, which is establishing relationships with the, the dead ones that are not necessarily connected to us, but that are so evolved now that are really looking forward to help us. Um, I was sharing the story of the fact that I work with Nikolai Tesla a lot. Um, in my world in technology, I did... Uh, product development and quality and a lot of things in cyber. And sometimes I will be in some places around the world. I've implemented projects in probably over 20 countries. Um, I will be there in places where nobody will know how to solve the problem. But I will be the one going there, and people will think, maybe she has a process or a system. And no, I will just simply be talking to spirits. (laughs) And I will be... In a production line, I have this gate where I was in China, and I was in Beijing, um, I was still working for Nokia at the time, and I was in Beijing. Nobody could figure out what was happening. And I went there, and in five minutes, I could find a solution. But it's not, I mean, yes, it is by, because of my intelligence, because I don't want to minimize it, but it was a divine intelligence that solved it. I was there. I was hungry. Literally, the conversation went, who's going to help me today? Nicholas says, let's show up. And I said, I'm really hungry. I just took an eight-hour plane here from Finland to Beijing. I need to figure out what's going on because I want to go eat. <laughs> um, so make it quick. right exactly <laughs> but but we can have this conversation because I have been talking to him for years so we're like yeah. 
friends at this point. I don't know his friends, but he's, like, really nice. Uh, and uh, he pointed to the person that I had to talk to. This person explained what was going on. And that project at that point had been losing thousands and thousands of dollars. Nokia was about to lose a very big contract because they were not able to still solve this problem. And I did that when I was in cybersecurity, and I did that in all my, my career. Uh, so we have this ability to find these allies, whoever they are, um, and establish relationships where they're going to be uh, very helpful. Uh, do you find me at support at bruja.us, which is B-R-U-J-A dot U-S. Uh, Bruja means which in Spanish. Uh, my website is bruja.us. I'm in TikTok, uh, Bruja Power. Uh, Instagram, also Bruja Power. Trat, also Bruja Power. <laughs> uh, I haven't done anything there, but. Uh, and then uh, Facebook, Bruja Power, which I Thank you so much. I Thank you for having me again. I'll see you all tomorrow. I'm just resonate. I'll see you there. Thank you. Airport. Hello. How are you, Rena? I don't think you've stopped smiling since I first saw you the other day. It turns out I miss people. Oh, wow. <laughs> How much of a shock was that? <laughs> yeah, I thought I didn't like them, but I really do. Do you? <laughs> So your conference is going pretty well. Oh, it's wonderful. All right, so tell people who you are. Uh, my name is Terrence Ward, and uh, among other things, I uh, I spent my pandemic writing a book called Empty, Empty Cauldrons Navigating Depression Through Magic and Ritual. We'll be talking about that too early for most people to wake up tomorrow at 8. Okay. What room? Uh, it's a quiz. Gardenia, I think. Okay. I hope I believe that's where I'm going to be. I don't know if that's where it's on the schedule. <laughs> he might be there by himself. <laughs> it could happen. So, not kidding. So tell people about what you're going to do. Uh, what I'm, it's, uh, it, the, the, the class is called uh, Depression, the Ancestral Gift, because many of us have ex who have experienced depression have discovered that there are people in our family who have experienced depression. And, and I want to echo what I just heard, that ancestors are not always blood. They can be ancestors of choice and inspiration as well. And frankly, some of my heroes like Abraham Lincoln struggled with depression as well. Uh, what I'm going to be doing is talking about some of the things that I learned from my ancestors about mitigating depression, such as uh, using a depression totem or soaking stones in a bath. And also I have uh, a nifty guided meditation that I've designed that um, I'm going to see if it works or if people are going to be too smoothy to go through because it's going to be some quiet parts. Okay, cool. So what else is going on? I just came out of my other workshop, which was uh, Quaker Worship for Pagans, and it was really awesome. I didn't expect as many people as I got, and I didn't expect it to be as intense and profound as it was. It was quite amazing. That's fantastic. And how do people find you? Uh, my my website is truepaganwarrior.com, and I have um, most of my social media on there. The dreaded threads is not on there yet, but of course you can find that through Instagram. Okay, cool. Karen Ford, thank you so much for stopping by and hanging out with me. Thanks for spending time with me, Rada. Okay. Everybody, this is my one of my dearest friends in the world, astrophysicist, Deborah Burr.
Hi. Hi. <laughs> What's up? So tell me what you're doing here. Well, this morning at 8 a.m., okay. I was rolled out the morning with a um, workshop on rocks and crystals. Thank you for coming. Thank Absolutely. you, everybody, that chose to spend their time with me. I know there's a lot of choices that you can make to go see at the different times, and I'm really honored that about 40 people decided they wanted to come listen fun. to me talk. It was great. So that was fun. Um, tomorrow at 1.30, that's right, I'm going to be talking about the solar eclipse next year. We're going to have a, a, a total solar eclipse that is going to come right across Arkansas, because I'm from Arkansas, and uh, it's actually going, my farm is actually on the midline of the totality, so I'm very excited about that. We've got four minutes of totality wow. at my farm, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, so I'll be doing that. Um, I helped with opening ritual today, which was really great. I think everybody that went really enjoyed it. Um, and uh, we are almost all here helping my boyfriend vend at Sticks and Stones, and my Medusa rattle sold and I about fell plumb out. I, know. I was like, what? So talk a little bit about a little bit about this morning's class about what we were. Yeah, it was fascinating. So I, like Nicholas Peterson, I think that science and magic are going to converge eventually. Um, I'm an astrophysicist by trade, and that's what I do in my paying day job is I'm a, a university professor. But my entire witch life, which is most of my adult life, I've looked at these correspondences between science and magic. I don't think that they're two separate things. And I think if you separate them, you're losing some richness in magic because you believe that magic is energy, right? Yes. And Reiki is energy. I'm a Reiki practitioner or... or you know, the different things, it's all energy work, right? Well, there's a whole lot of energy in science, too. We talk about all the energy stored up and just making a rock, just a humble piece of sandstone rock from the Arkansas River, all the energy that goes into that because you've got to make a sun and then you've got to make a planet and then you've got to have the planet cool off and then you've got to have a volcano make an igneous rock and the igneous rock has got to turn into sediment and, mm -hmm. and so forth and so on. I won't put all of you to sleep by going through all of that. But um, all of that has energy in it that can be tapped into, so why not? Then you can really get into like the chemical nature of it and look at the, because I love the periodic table. Periodic table is like, I love the periodic table. She was stroking the periodic table. She was, I thought. Yes, and um, so you can look at numerology, you can look at sacred geometry and the crystal structure. So I think, if you incorporate your science into your magic, it just adds so many more layers, and it makes it just So I have a book coming out next year, which y'all all encouraged me to finally pitch. But last year, I was like, no, no, no. And all my friends were like, yes, 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 yes. Uh -huh. um, it comes out. It is a spring release from Llewellyn. It's called Weather Magic, Witchery, Science, and War. I'm so excited. I can't. <laughs> And uh, it is what I talk about. It is the combination of science of weather and then weather magic. So, um, yeah, that's, that's me much, what we're doing. You can come buy stuff from us, and we'll talk more. If you want to know more about elements, I'll, I'll corner stuff and talk We, oh, goodness. Um, so, Arkansas, one of the things I talked about this morning in my talk was Arkansas quartz crystals. We live uh, very close to one of the two existing veins of high-quality clear quartz crystals in the world. Uh, it's outside of Mount Ida, Arkansas. And you can go there and mine your very own quartz crystals, and you can pay people to mine them if you choose. Or you can drive down the forestry roads and pick them up out of the ditches, 
Or you can have a boyfriend that knows a super secret hidey hole place, and you can hike in for a mile and a half, and then you can hike out with 100 pounds of crystals that you didn't pay anything for except blood, sweat, and tears. So, um, That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. In fact, the piece that you bought this morning, I carried out with my own little hand. had my blood on it by the time I got out. <laughs> I, I bought what is the relative Doorstop. That's what I'm Book in. Book in. Book in. Thank you. So Arkansas, yeah, Arkansas Quartz is very highly programmable. It's very energetically It amplifies all energy work that you do with it. Um, it's hexagonal in its structure, so if you like sacred geometry, that's your gig. It's got hexagons inside of it. Um, so, yeah, so we've got some beautiful things for sale that are made with Arkansas Quartz crystals. Um, come and get what's left. Come and get what's left. Because we bought a whole yeah. bunch of it. To the and thing. then also, too, because my personal witchy practice is sort of grubby dirt witch lady. I love I love, I, I love bones. And I have I own a farm, so I have a lot of bones. Uh, but I think it's important for me to make those tools out of animals that I love and care for and had names and had stories because then their stories get to live on. Um, so I can tell you about every single bone that's on that table, who, what its name was, where it came from, uh, what its life was like, and I think that's important. So, and then all the wood we found ourselves. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's very personal provenance. We can tell you about the provenance of our tools that we create. So it's Sticks and Stones is the name of the business. Come on out. And when is your class? Uh, 1.30. And tell people what the word provenance Provenance means, it's, okay, it means it's sort of its chain of possession or uh, its history. So like a quartz crystal that I dig up, I'm the first person who's ever touched it. First human that's ever laid hands on that crystal because I'm the person who brought it into the light. And I think that's pretty powerful to think about, right? Because um, we've all gone to TJ Maxx, and there's nothing wrong with going to TJ Maxx and buying selenite wands. You go to TJ Maxx and you pick those selenite wands up and it's kind of, yeah. Um, but that's not to say it's not useful. And then if that's what you want to do, that's great. But if you have the ability to go and mine your own crystals or your rocks. I mean, there are a lot of powerful rocks out there that don't have to be shiny and pretty. Right? Hagstones are great. Yeah. Absolutely. Use what you got. I mean, your backyard local magic is the most powerful. And that's kind of the point of my weather magic book. Is magic, most powerful politics is local. The most powerful magic is local, in my opinion. So um, use what you got. Use things around you. Like that. And when do we think it's, it's coming out in spring? It's going to be in the winter catalog, if I'm not mistaken, for pre-order, and it will be out in the spring, which I think means April-ish. I think. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it'll be real when I actually have it in a hot little hand. I don't. I don't. I, I got invited to the well and author mix. Sent this to the right person. <laughs> I, I still have some imposter syndrome is real. Uh, but yeah, so that's me. You can find me on Instagram and um, as Doc Firewoman because if you like the cult. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I have a YouTube channel. It's Diary of a Physicist Farm Gal. You can find me there. You can send me a friend request on Facebook. I'm Deborah Bush. <laughs> You're an activist. I am an activist crafter. Yeah, I, I, I use my craft as political speech a lot of times. And uh, I live in Arkansas. Uh, my boyfriend has children. They're hard times. Have people love being in danger. So I'm pretty outspoken. I'm pretty sure I'm on a watch list at this point. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, I don't care. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Bring it on is all I got to say. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so that's I. I think that if you have a position of privilege, which I do at my job, because I'm a tenured full professor of physics, and I don't want to go into administration, so I don't have to have people like me. <laughs> and so I can speak truth to power. It's important to be able to get that tenure so you yeah. can say Yeah. Truth. I think you can speak truth to power yeah. so I can advocate for my students. My students say students regardless of what the paper pushers of on the other side of campus. I think that's important. So I, I have that privilege, and so I do that. And that's why we're friends. And you're Thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you for the kind of things you said about my book. Rain has got to read it, so. I did get to read it, and I loved it. It's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. I, I just sure. sit here and ring the bell. This is my, my friend, Dr. Deborah Bird. All right, my name down and then check well, it write, off. Write your name down and then check it okay, off. Okay, then I'll see. Like that. Go to Graham McKay. Come to Author Jody Grant. Hey. This is not an ambush. Not, <laughs> this is fun. No, we planned it. Hi there. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How's your conference going? I'm having so much fun. Are we allowed to have fun like this? Fuck yeah. yeah hell yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So tell people who you are. Well, my name is Jody Grant McKay. Um, I'm an author and a filmmaker. And I just screened uh, three of my short films just like across the hall uh, for the last hour and had folks to talk film, taking yeah. on film with. Oh. So that's kind of one of my things. I'm interested in that. It is. It, well, it's interesting. I it's know. interesting. And it's interesting when you see uh, some uh, something in media, film or media, that's about pagans, that was actually made by pagans, instead of somebody kind of looking at us under a microscope like some kind of freak show. It's it's us talking about ourselves. Yeah. And that's pretty it's a different perspective. You don't see that too often. So how would you describe the films that you were that you had? Well my, my wheelhouse is documentaries. I, oh cool. Yeah, so I do documentaries and I've I've worked professionally in documentary films for you know, I don't 15 or 17 years or something. I, it was an accident. I, I'd had a long career in music before that, and I accidentally ended up working in a documentary film office that turned from like helping out to actually making the, the content myself. So yeah. that's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the types of programs I like to work on are, are programs that explore um, the beauty of nature. Oh. Um, Isn't she... Yeah, no, I'm sorry, totally, totally tangential here. I'm just looking around. Yeah, um, remarkable and already spoken. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll, we're all on tape and we're all going to get together. Yeah, we're, we're all going to get there. But, uh, no, I like to make projects that explore the, the beauty of, of the natural world. I like to see the mystery and the wonder of the, the planet around us. And I like to talk about that. And I like to explore it in different ways. And, yeah. and I think that the, naturally for me, I'm looking at the world through witches' eyes. Sure. And trying to translate that into a way that's that's accessible and digestible to everybody, you know, um, that's what I like to do. So the the three short films I just showed were three episodes from a four part series I did for a Canadian. I'm from Canada, Peg Canada, uh, Winnipeg, a Winnipegan, huh? Winnipegan, come on, now. Uh, come on now, give it up for Canada. Thank you. Um, we're not just cute faces and free healthcare. Um, but and poutine. It, and poutine. Oh, 
Mm-hmm. Yum. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so this this series I was just showing across the hall uh, called Exploring the Sacred uh, by a uh, broadcaster in Canada called Bhakti. Uh, and uh, each episode looks at a different uh, pagan tradition and explores how that creates natural So there's an episode about a druid. There's an episode about a heathen kindred. There is an episode about a herbalist and an episode about the folks that call themselves the kindred. They are folks that work with earth energy and meditation. So that's cool. Um, and uh, I was earlier today, I was downstairs doing a talk about earth magic, which uh, what my book is a great book. Is great book. Yep. <laughs> yes, we all have it. And, and, and I'm starting because I'm, I'm getting ramped up to the book next year, so I'm starting to sneak in into that book, into my earth magic talks, because the new book is going to be about the relationship that magical have with animals. So, good part of it. So, I can kind of, it all works together. That's really cool. <laughs> yes, Zodi is actually an accomplished author as well as a documentarian. I didn't know you were in the music business. I've, I've just got to poke you a little bit about that. Well, I, it was a peripheral role. I, okay. I, I, used to, I was like that chick at the record store. Uh-huh. Yeah, I started, I started working in, in uh, weird alternative record stores when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I did that for a long time and worked my way up into taking on bigger and bigger roles. And I did a little bit of roadieing. I did a little bit of management for bands. But my primary thing, wow, when, uh, when that world started to fall apart and after Long. Everything's free and downloadable. Don't that, get me started oh, on that. Okay, I will. Let's go down to the bar later and talk about that. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, so I'm married to a musician. For those <laughs> who don't know this, when Napster first came on the scene as an actual thing, I almost had a stroke. Everybody else was like, "Oh no, it's going to be okay." We're, you know, it's just a way for us to promote. And I said, the music industry is fucking over now. I, I really yeah. thought of it as a doomsday scenario. Well, it musicians. was. And it turned out to completely change music industry completely. Yeah, Looking I, at my musician husband. But did, did it or did it not change oh, the music yeah, industry completely? Yeah, it wrecked it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a new thing. Yeah. Musicians are getting hit in the face with objects now at an alarming rate. A singer recently got hit in the eye with a cell phone. What moron is throwing their cell phone at the center? I mean, I'm sure they didn't mean purpose. It's fine from the audience. It's but the matter is, going back to what you were saying, Napster freaked me out with things. Well, it freaked us all out. And we were, uh, you know, those of us that were working in music stores, we enjoyed our community. We liked being there behind the counter to talk about the thing we love most. We wanted to talk about music with people. We wanted to have relationships with our, our customers. We wanted to, you know, listen to music all day long and get paid to do that. And then... Get excited and hey, you know, Come regular customers. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. Yeah. And and some of the the bands that that were the most in, endearing were the the bands that figured it out 
and would show up in the record stores and hang out with us and get us excited about what they were doing and they'd come in and shop and then we'd go to the shows and, and have fun and it was it wasn't just a transactional thing, it's right. community. Yeah. You know? Because you would go to that person at the store who yeah. school who could who knew your taste, who you knew you could turn on to something new. Yeah, I haven't worked in a, in a music store since uh, 2004. Do they exist anymore? Well, not really. But to this day, I'll be at like, I don't know, Superstore buying my groceries and somebody will come up to me and go, I know you. You're, you're, that, you're that girl from the record store. You sold me a Roxy Music bootleg in 1987 and it's the best thing. Yeah. And I'll look at the person, won't remember their name, but I'll go, yeah, didn't I also sell you Murmur Block? Yeah. And we will know each other by our record collection to this day. And you can't re- replicate that. Yeah. You can't, okay, yeah, downloading is really handy, but that community is gone. And that, people don't think about what got wiped out along the way. Uh, my husband, again, he was in New York a few years ago, and he's like, he's a drummer, and he needed something. And he's like, oh, well, I'll just go down to the, you know, Sam Ash is there. I can get whatever I need. Close. Block later, more, so there's, we had music stores that were in a row, and everything is gone. No, go ahead. <laughs> it's a free for all now. <laughs> no, it breaks my heart. Breaks my heart because that was real experience. That was community, right? And isn't that like while we're here? Yeah. Also, like yeah. we could download all our witchcraft. We could, you know. Some people do, and, and, and that's we do. Part of the problem. But but when we're here having conversations, you know, like there's people in this room, Wendy, that I only know from being online. Yeah. But you know, I when I see your faces in real life. I I, I got great. We're real people. Yeah. yeah. I might I might walk around pinching people. To make sure <laughs> we're all real. But well, pinch me up. No. <laughs> But it's true, you know, it's so different when you talk to somebody online as opposed to talking to While you can build an online, not the same. You know, before the internet, you really didn't have a choice. You either had to be there or you had to be phone. Otherwise, there was no connection. But I heartened to go to a conference. Talk to you 9,000 times, but we're meeting for the first time face to face, and it's much better. Well, you know what I like to do now? My, yeah. one, of, one of the hobbies I developed during the pandemic time, when I wasn't writing stuff, I was writing letters, cards to my friends. And mm-hmm. I challenge everybody who hears my voice right now buy a stamp, buy a cute card, maybe a nice picture on it, and mail it to someone. Oh, yeah. Don't, you don't need to write a big, long thing. Just mail somebody something. Make somebody sick. How nice is it to open the mailbox and there's something addressed to you that is not a bill or a piece of fire? Yeah. Like, you are so correct. Buy it. Yeah, really. I have an 80-year-old aunt and sent for cards. First time I did it, called me and said, you know, mm-hmm. in the middle of the night, call you. And it's something tangible that yeah. people you yeah. with the love for. So yeah, now I 
write to each other, don't engage eye to eye anymore. It makes me sad because I am free and you know, <laughs> I didn't grow up with this stuff. So I was kind of resistant. It was, I was in my 40s and I very first, you know, it's like a lifetime ago. Mm-hmm. So So what else are you doing? What else am I doing? Well, I'm, I'm catching up with friends. I'm trying to get to some classes and, and listen to other uh, great pagans speak um, on Sunday at uh, noon, I believe. Um, Laura Tempest Jackcroft. Phoenix. Yep. Phoenix Lafay and I are going to be doing a panel about uh, magical resistance, witchcraft, mm-hmm. and activism. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we did a, a different version of that at. Um, the heck were we at? Sacred Space Between the Worlds. We did a, an edition of that. No, that was Paganicon. All blurring together. It does after um, a while. Uh, yeah, it I, well, it went really well. And it's, it's really interesting to see when, you, when you're presenting a topic like that, the, the cross-section of folks. And it's really, there's a chance to engage and get inspired and, and uh, you know, get maybe inspired to be a bit shit disturbing. I'm, I'm allowed to cuss on you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? Hi, have we met on the car? And I fucking nice to meet you. Fucking amazing <laughs> to meet you, bitch. I love you. <laughs> but it's it's feeling yeah, and the exchange of ideas. I always yeah, walk away from amazing. an event like this with a lot more uh, to think about and a lot of inspiration. Like, there's always a big burst of writing that happens when I come home from uh, an event like this because I'm just so by my community and by all the great ideas that I'm exposed to. And, uh, yeah, it's every every pagan should come to an event like this. Absolutely. Once a year. Once a year. Yes, we try to do this once a year. Uh, at least. But at least once in your life, you got to treat yourself. I live in a place, I had to take, you know, two flights to get to this so it's not always accessible to it. Sure. And, and it can be a real investment to get to it. But everybody should treat themselves once, push the walls of their, their circle way out. And try and include them. So when is the next book? Um, well, I'm not sure exactly how this all is. Still learning. But okay. I believe it will be next autumn. Okay. So 20 or autumnish. I don't have a hard date yet. There's several titles in my head. I don't know which one's going to be eventually on the cover, okay. but um, something to the effect of witches and familiars guides to magical relationships with animals, or something like that. It's a long title. You might have to stop and have lunch halfway through the title, but it's uh, <laughs> uh, you know it could be a thing. But uh, you know, witches and animals have a long. We talk a lot about um, a witch's familiar. Yeah. So part of the book's going to talk a bit about, um, you know, that historic context, the, the, how that started. Mm-hmm. But we don't live in the past, we live in the present, and we're yeah. hopefully moving towards the future. So how is that? How, how are we going to make sort of uh, uh, historic things or these stereotypes? Uh, how do we actually make that something relevant, practically, every day? So okay, so tell me about the animals. Okay, have we got all day? You've asked me to talk about my dog. Okay. I've got two dogs. I've got a, a Humane Society rescue dog named Lola. Lola. Yep. Lola. Uh, yeah, that's right. And then I've got a, a, a little Russell Terrier called Georgia, who some people think uh, got named after this point. 
she was actually Sergio. Oh, so, neat. Yeah, so oh, the, cool. the two of them and I like to go muck around and go on long walks and go on adventures together. They big inspirations they are for, for the current that. book. Yeah. But but the book the the new book is actually under my my late great dog Oban, who was with me for six who uh, miss so hard every day. The only the only being I ever loved enough to have their name tattooed on my body was Yeah. 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 Now you're rather attached. Um so yeah. You know, animals are such a big part of our lives. Whether we love them as pets or eat them as they are a part of our lives, sometimes it's hard to reconcile that both of those, right? So there's magic in all those relationships. The book's going to be. Yeah, I think it's. Well, thanks for letting me just kind of crash into the door. Thank you very much. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Well, we've got. Would you like to say? Do you have anything to say? Anything? No. Nobody. Okay. Are we ready to wrap? Yes. Are we ready to wrap? Sure. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm. I'm being given the high sign of it's time to wrap. Okay. <laughs> Everybody, thank you so much for coming. I really appreciated all the speakers. Everybody who just come. Thank you all so much. Have a wonderful conference. Looking forward to coming up with all collectively outside of this. Thank you again.